Our next, next scripture reading is from the Gospels. This is from John chapter 20, verses 1 through 18. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one who Jesus loved and said, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb and we don't know where they put him. So Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They've taken away my Lord, she said, and I don't know where they put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. But she did not realize it was Jesus. He asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it that you're looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father and to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. Well, again, it's good to be gathered here together to hear this story that comes from John about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And who does Jesus come to first? Who does Jesus appear to first? Mary. Mary Magdalene, one of Jesus' best friends, someone he loved so much 
and someone he watched grow into faith. But here she was. I feel for Mary here. She had come to do her last honoring of the teacher, the rabbi, to anoint his body, this, this time in earnest, for she had already anointed his feet with tears. Do you remember this story? Anointed his feet with tears and poured perfume over his feet. And Jesus said, she's anointing me for the grave. But now she was here to do her last bit of honor, to prepare his body for the tomb, because they were... They weren't able to do it on Friday because it was the beginning of the Sabbath and they didn't have time to take care of it. But here it was Sunday. She was going to come and take care of business. When she gets there, the body is gone. And after getting Peter and John involved, which I have to question the wisdom of that, but she goes and gets Peter and John involved and they run off and she's left in the garden to weep, to grieve, to wonder, She's scared. She feels lost, confused, maybe angry. Then a voice speaks out to her. At first she doesn't recognize him, but then he does something unextraordinary, yet amazing. He speaks her name, Mary. And there was something... In the tonality, there was something in that one utterance of her name. All of a sudden, it all came flooding back. It must, be astound- it must have been astounding. It, it must have felt like a dream. Who of us who have lost someone dear would not give everything to hear them once more speak out our name to us? And those two syllables, Mary, her eyes were opened and she could see that it was Jesus. She calls out to him, Rabboni. All but in the words of a a great preacher, Barbara Brown Taylor, she says, all but that was his Friday name. That was his Friday name. But here it was Sunday. An entirely new day and an entirely new life. And he was not on his way back to her and the others. He was on his way to God. And he was taking the whole world with him. Amen? Jesus tells Mary, do not hold on to me. And this is an interesting phrase that comes from John. The Greek word that, that we translate here, hold on, it's, uh, it's a, the Greek word hapto, which means Uh, which in this form is really, it's a present imperative form, which is better translated, do not keep holding on to me, Mary. Do not keep holding on to me. And what I think Mary is being told here is, Mary, i got to tell you, things are going to be different. I'm becoming more than just Jesus the teacher. And your faith also must change And become more than it has been. You must grow in your understanding of God. And you must grow in your understanding of yourself in connection to God. And you must grow in your understanding of what faith means and what faith does and how you live it out. And I think this is the crux of this story this morning. It's the Jesus you know and love, but it can never be the same. 
He must become something more. He must become the Jesus that we can all know and love. Not just 12 guys in Palestine. Not just a few sinners here and there that Jesus comes across. He must ascend. He must transcend. He must become more. And without this change, without this resurrection and ascension, we could not be celebrating Easter today in this beautiful building. The resurrection story. Jesus conquering death on the cross. This is the story of God's power in Christ, yes. But like all things biblical, the resurrection is not for Jesus. The resurrection is not for Jesus. The resurrection is for you and me, amen? The resurrection proclaims to us Jesus lives and is a figure in the present, not simply of the past. The spirit, the presence, his followers knew in him before his death continues to be known by you and me. That's the miracle of the resurrection, amen? Not just by those who knew him, but those who would come to know him. In this state, through his teachings, through his spirit, and through his followers like you and me. Not only is this Jesus known to us, but just like Mary, our relationship with that same Jesus changes and transforms and evolves over time as well. You know, for so many of us, our faith tends to get stuck in a particular place or a particular time. We come to know of God maybe in Sunday school if we were raised in the church or maybe at a revival meeting somewhere or a, or a tent or a Billy Graham crusade or, or maybe at camp somewhere when uh, the, the, the camp director gives a, a call. But sometimes we get kind of stuck in that one spot and our faith stays there and that's all we know of it for us to truly understand all that god has for us for us to truly embrace and receive the gift of the resurrection for us to indeed become god's people for us to indeed realize the kingdom of god we must not keep holding on to the jesus we once knew but allow our faith in Christ to evolve, to change, to transform, to become new and renewed and new again over and over. From the moment we come to know God until the moment we are taken home to heaven, we are called to be in transformation. Amen? Jesus tells us, along with Mary today, to let go of the teacher we once knew and let that teacher become the risen Christ that we can continue to know. For many of us, letting go means letting go of the faith of our youth. Letting go of a simple faith that defines the world in very black and white terms and condemns all things that do not fit in the box that we have constructed for ourselves. So often we work so hard to hold on to that box and to let that box make sense. But if we do, it becomes a house of cards that ultimately will wither and crush the simple faith of your youth or alienate you from the entire rest of the world. That simple faith must grow. We must go from enjoying milk 
to enjoying the meat of God's Word. Let go of a faith that sees the world in black and white. Yes and no, in and out, good and evil. And grow into a faith that recognizes the nuance of faith. The realities of the gray areas in the world. And embrace a life with Christ that blooms into all the colors of the rainbow. And opens up a world of love, of joy, of peace, and of hope. Let go of the rigid, dogmatic faith and realize a deeper and yes, complex faith that can truly stand up to the cynicism of the world. One of the things going on in the church right now is getting it reduced down to a simple, pithy little statement that you can put on the back of your car. And i got to say, faith is not simple. Faith is complex. I mean, we're talking about connection with the creator of the universe and we're talking about a spiritual transcendence that draws us to God and draws us to each other and that transforms this hurt and broken world into a place of grace into the kingdom of God you can't put that on a bumper sticker it's a lifelong deep harrowing wrestling with God over a lifetime it's a long arduous journey uphill with an occasional rest here and there. Faith is something you got to fight for. Amen? I refuse to reduce it to something simple and pithy. You won't get that here. I'm sorry. For some, Jesus invites us to let go of the faith we once knew. A faith that told us we were less. A faith that held the specter of hell, damnation, condemnation, and alienation from God over our heads. This is a faith that says you are not worthy, you are not loved, you are not right, and that you are not welcome in God's kingdom. For many of us, our experience with faith left us thinking, if this is what Jesus is all about, I want nothing to do with it. But Jesus tells us today, let go of that false faith of condemnation and be healed of the scars it left. Find a new faith. Find a resurrected faith. You know, we live in America. You can choose. <laughs> you can choose what you believe. And I'm inviting you today to choose a Jesus that says, I love you the way I created you. I love you for who you are and who you can become. And I will love you no matter what. Let go of that faith that has hurt you. For when we hold on to it, we become victimized by it over and over again. Resurrection means redemption and renewal. A faith let go of that faith that told you you were not good enough. A faith that told you you were not worthy. Let go of that and grow into a faith that says, My God is too big for your institution. Grow into a faith that says, With God, all things are possible. Amen? Grow into a faith that says, I can know for myself that God thinks of me what God thinks of me without your judgment. Grow into a faith that says, God created me and I'm not a mistake. Still, for others, this Easter is an invitation to let go of a faith that is merely an accessory 
to our lives, like a nice tie, like this nice tie, for example. <laughs> something we put on when it is appropriate, or something that we engage in when the mood hits us. Let go of that faith. It's like exercise. I hate exercise. I'm sure you can tell, but uh, I hate exercise. It is so hard and it's arduous. I know it's good for me, right? I know it's good for me and it's something I should do. And I know that when I do it, I feel good, but at the same time, I, it's drudgery. How many of us could I be describing church? I won't ask you to raise your hands, but for many of us, I, I'm describing exercise, but I could be talking about church. You know, we always say at the new year, oh, I'm going to do some more of that. That lasts a couple of months. Let your faith become more than just exercise. Let it bloom and grow into a real communion with God. That's what this church is about. It's about communing with God. Where, as John tells us, God is in you and you are in God and the two are one. It's a mystery that takes your whole life to understand. This is not something that, you know, faith is not something that we do. It's something that we are. And it only happens when we let go of a half-hearted faith. When we grow into a dynamic and fruitful faith that truly transforms us. That truly makes us into a new creation. That truly invites us into new life. That truly embraces a resurrected life. Amen. Amen. Oh, that's a good one. The best of what God wants for us in life cannot be gotten with a faith that remains stuck in this world and in these ways. Jesus must become more than the wise and compassionate teacher. Jesus must become the resurrection, the new life, the way, the good shepherd, the son of the most high God, the king of kings, the Lord of lords, mighty God. Like the children's story today, we often find ourselves... Stuck as a caterpillar, just consuming what we're fed and getting fat off of that, right? Just eat. I mean, we're Baptist, right? We just eat. We keep eating <laughs> and enjoying that. And you can go a whole lifetime just eating what the church is feeding you and enjoying that. Sometimes, sometimes we become... we hold up in that little cocoon, that chrysalis, where there's no motion, there's no activity, there's no connection to anybody or anything, where we're isolated. And i got to tell you, a cocoon almost looks like you're dead. We can have that kind of faith too. And we get stuck there. You can't be just a caterpillar. You can't be just a cocoon. you got to bust out and become that beautiful butterfly like Ken. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful butterfly <laughs> that flaps its wings till it gets the strength to fly so that everyone can see the glory. We're called into that kind of transformation today on this Easter Resurrection Sunday on every day. We're called to live out this Easter life in communion with God. On this Resurrection Sunday, we are invited to let go of our old faith, find new faith, renewed faith, ascendant faith in the risen and the present Christ.
Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, on this new birthday, we thank you for all that you are and all that you've done to draw us close to you. Help us to reject a simple faith. Help us to reject a condemning faith and help us to embrace a faith that leads to life, to wholeness, to health, to love, to joy, and to rejoicing. Help us to embrace a faith that draws us close to you and close to one another. Help us to embrace a faith that is worth fighting for, worth working at, worth wrestling with you over. Help us know you deeply. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen.